Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, March 27th, 2020. Congratulations, you made it to another week. Uh, whether you're isolated at home or you're working from home, you made it to Friday. Today is Friday, just letting you guys all know. And I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here, as always, trying to keep you company through everything that's been going on these weeks, uh, last couple weeks, and of course, uh, forever however long we're going to be doing this. I'll be here talking some Penn State sports with you. And we have a good show on tap for you today. We're going to take a look at the latest commitment to the Penn State class of 2021. Dabu Swinney said something that really riled up some Penn State fans. And we'll take a look at another Big Ten team. And we'll say some nice things about them as we shift over to the Big Ten East in today's episode. So sit back, relax. Make sure you're subscribed on all your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's iTunes or Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We're on all of them. We've got the RSS feed as well. So make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you rate, review. It helps us out a whole lot with a placement on those podcasting apps. And we genuinely appreciate and want to know what you have to say about the show. And, of course, the best way to stay connected with the show and be a part of the show is to follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. You can send us your questions, send us your comments. We'll put them into the show in the next time we hit the record button. And, of course, you can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. If you like listening to podcast audio in YouTube or maybe in your browser, we have a YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Locked On Nittany Lions. We put up some audio clips and sometimes some full segments in video form so you can have that as an outlet for you as well. With all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get today's episode started because we got a lot to get into. If you follow the recruiting scene, you know that Penn State was in not desperate need of some good news, but it certainly could have helped to get some good vibes going. And maybe on Thursday afternoon, they got just that. Four-star offensive tackle out of Maryland, Landon Tangwall chose between Penn State and Notre Dame, and a lot of people were suspecting it was going to be Penn State that would get his commitment. Well, those uh, predictions came true because Tangwall did commit to being a Penn State Nittany Lion in the class of 2021. He's the third member of Penn State's latest recruiting class or upcoming recruiting class, and it certainly gives him a nice little boost moving forward. Uh, and of course, the offensive line is a position that has been in desperate need of really beefing up over the years. It's been a long time since Penn State has had a really solid offensive line that you can really have a a lot of faith in that you don't necessarily need playmakers to overcome and that could potentially be where Penn State is going specifically in this recruiting class now Lennon Tangwell is of course uh, just one piece of the puzzle Penn State of course is hoping to get a couple more guys on that offensive line and we'll talk about them in just a second but this is just another sign that uh, Penn State could have a good hire on their staff with the offensive uh, offensive line coach Trout Wayne uh, already seeming to pay dividends he was uh, highly regarded coming in from Boston College and now you know still a lot of work to do obviously and we haven't seen him actually coach an offensive line at Penn State but getting a four-star offensive lineman out of a key recruiting area mind you is always a good win, and it's a positive sign moving forward. 
So now all eyes, I think, on the Penn State recruiting trail, is at least as far as offensive line is concerned. And maybe overall, it's looking right in the state of Pennsylvania with Nolan Rucci, a five-star offensive tackle, according to 247 Sports. Uh, odds are he's going to be coming down between Penn State and Clemson. And depending on who you ask, Penn State may have the upper hand here. I don't really get into all this. I just kind of go off of what is being said online. Uh, there does seem to be some um, good competition here between Penn State and Clemson. Penn State, obviously, the the home in-state choice uh, that Rucci could go with. But, of course, you cannot discount the power and the allure of Clemson. All respect to Clemson. And you know what? We're going to talk about Clemson in our next segment in a little bit. But it is uh, a pretty good recruiting battle. And if Penn State manages to keep Nolan Rucci home, that would be huge because now you got a four star offensive tackle out of Maryland. You got a five star offensive tackle right in the state. Uh, it does seem as though Tangwall could potentially be moved to a guard position. But either way, getting two stud offensive linemen in the class of 2021 would be. Really nice. And, of course, there is another third one that's out there and could still potentially uh, end up being a Nittany Lion, and that is Tristan Lee out of Fairfax, Virginia, another five-star player, offensive tackle. This competition for the recruiting is a little bit more... Uh, varied right now and it's very difficult as well because there's some stiff competition uh, Penn State is supposedly in the mix but so is Alabama Clemson and LSU that is really tough competition but that's why if Penn State manages to get two out of these three guys and they already have the one on board to me that's a big victory moving forward with this recruiting trail uh, with a uh, re- focus on the offensive line like i said it's been a long time since penn state has had an offensive line that you can just throw out there and they're just going to outman everybody that's going up against them that has been one of the um, the weaker points that penn state has had as good as they have have had with teams under james franklin offensive line and this is not necessarily the fall of james franklin it's just this is something that's been going on for a long time at penn state uh, their offensive line is one of the the factors that really holds them back from being able to consistently get past teams like ohio state it's a team it's a, one of the areas where a team like michigan or maybe michigan state they've been able to expose at times over the years so Obviously, beefing up that offensive line, getting a big, strong guys is certainly going to be a very key factor in how successful Penn State is offensively. Because I always say, doesn't matter how good your quarterback is, doesn't matter how good your running back or your wide receivers are, if you don't have an offensive line to give that quarterback and give that running back some space and some time, what's the point? <laughs> You're asking an awful lot of your skill position players to overcome some of your deficiencies if you don't have an offensive line. So that's why I'm always a huge fan of going ahead and putting together the best offensive line you can, and then worry about some of the other pieces after that. Obviously, if you have great skill position players, that helps. But if you have a really solid offensive line, you don't have to have the top tier talent at those other positions in order to have a successful season and win some games and compete for a Big Ten title. Obviously, having all of them helps, but I think if you have the offensive line that you can rely on, that puts yourself in a really good position moving forward. So we'll see where Penn State's recruiting goes uh, moving forward in the class of 2021. They are now up to 31 or 31st overall in the 24-7 composite rankings. Of course, only three commitments, still a long way to go, and they have had a couple guys uh, decommit. But 
recruiting is going to be continuing going on. Uh, obviously, the recruiting period is dead right now by the NCAA with all the, the coronavirus stuff that's been going on. But uh, kids can still recruit or kids can still commit to those schools. Uh, and that's not going to slow down just yet. So there's some uh, there's some positive things going on with the Penn State recruiting scene. We'll see if that can continue moving forward. I don't think it goes without any question that Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney is one of the best coaches in college football. Heck, he may be the best coach in college football right now. And that includes Nick Saban, and that includes Ed Orgeron, and that includes Ryan Day and James Franklin. I think if you were to start a program right now and you had your choice of any of those coaches out there, Dabo Sweeney would be certainly one of my top two choices, and he might be my first choice. He has done a tremendous job in building up Clemson to becoming the power that they are, and it doesn't look like they have any signs of slowing down. Yes, I know they just got trounced in the national championship game by LSU, but uh, going into this upcoming season, you know that Clemson is once again going to be one of the top teams to beat in the college football playoff race. I'm going to get to the college football playoff odds that have been updated in just a moment, but I want to go back to Dabo Sweeney because he said something yesterday that certainly caught the attention of a lot of Penn State fans, a lot of Ohio State fans, a lot of Alabama fans, and he's talking, and this is Dabo Sweeney's opportunity to address the media during the spring, and Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports uh, tweeted out a quote from Dabo Sweeney. He says, speaking about spring football, this is Dabo Sweeney. We're fortunate at Clemson. When we have a spring game, we're going to have 50,000 to 70,000 people there. There's nothing like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what Dabo is doing. Obviously, he's always playing to one particular crowd, and that's the Clemson Tiger fans. And, you know, to his credit, that's what a head coach is supposed to do. And he's also supposed to represent his university on the national level. And he does a tremendous job of that. He's very media savvy. He knows what he's doing. He will play the disrespect card, uh, whether you want to believe it or not. But uh, to say that uh, there's nothing like a spring game at Clemson with 50,000 to 70,000 fans, that's going to that's gonna rankle some feathers out there around college football because we all know that Penn State will always pack their spring game when the spring game is played, of course. Ohio State packs their stadium. Nebraska is a traditional leader in spring game attendance. Georgia has been very strong in recent years. Alabama is always a perennial contender. And these schools all draw more fans than Clemson year in and year out for the spring game. Maybe Clemson gets ahead of them every now and then, just one or two of them. But uh, to say that there's nothing like a Clemson spring game with 50 to 70,000 people, that of course is just not true. <laughs> and this is just one of those quotes that I'm sure a lot of people are reacting to and they're probably overreacting to because like I said, Dabo Sweeney has one job and one job only and that is to sell Clemson football. So don't get too wound up about these comments about the spring game attendance. And you're, this is coming from me, someone who has tracked spring game attendance around FBS football for the last five years. I actually didn't do it last year in 2019, but I had Google documents of 2014, 15, 2016, 2017, and 2018, and I tracked every single spring game attendance in the FBS. And Clemson had some good years. They were generally one of the top crowds in the ACC. Uh, but those Big Ten crowds, those SEC crowds that I mentioned, uh, the, the traditional perennial contenders for spring game attendance champions, uh, Clemson is uh, lucky to be in the top five. <laughs> and unfortunately, when I heard that stat or that quote from Dabo Sweeney, 
I went back and tried to check my records. And for whatever reason, my Google spreadsheets were no longer available. They had been deleted. And it's my idiot self who never transferred them to a, a physical copy that I can keep uh, my hands on just for this occasion. I should have put them in Excel. And now I'm pondering, do I go back in time and try to track down all that information again? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I will say this. Like again, like again, like I said, Dabo Sweeney is playing to the Clemson fan base, the Clemson recruits, and the Clemson uh, students uh, that are out there following Clemson football day in and day out. He doesn't care what a Penn State or Ohio State fan is going to say about his spring game attendance record. He's trying to sell Clemson football. And yes, any football event in Clemson's stadium is probably pretty unique and it's probably a special event uh, i know after home games the crowd rushes the field that's their tradition after every game they fans go on the field i think it's a weird tradition but hey it is their tradition it makes them unique and you know Dabo plays to the cameras like nobody else so kudos to him it's doing remarkable things for him he's getting a lot out of it and the results are showing on the field and ultimately that's what it's all about you hear James Franklin say similar things when it comes to Penn State you know always talking about the 109,000 uh, uh, family uh, in Beaver Stadium and um, even though Penn State doesn't always get 109,000 fans in the stadium, that's what his main selling point is. So James Franklin does the same thing, and he'll always do the same thing for their spring game too. It's unfortunate that we don't have spring football, of course, this year, but you know these are coaches that have paid a lot to sell their programs, and James Franklin and Dabo Sweeney do it very well. One more thing before we close out this segment, I routinely get uh, updated playoff odds for the upcoming college football season. Sometimes I'll get national title odds. Sometimes I'll get conference championship odds. Uh, I got the updated odds to make the 2021 college football playoffs on Thursday, courtesy of Bet Online. And I just wanted to throw these numbers at you real quick. And I was just talking about Clemson. So I should mention that Clemson is the prohibitive favorite on these updated odds from Bet Online. Clemson is a one to two favorite to make the college football playoff. Again, we're not talking about winning the national championship. We're talking about simply just getting into the four-team playoff field. So you'll see some of these teams have some really good odds. Just remember, it's just to get into the playoff. doesn't necessarily mean winning a playoff game or winning the national title. But Clemson at 1-2 to two feels like a pretty safe bet considering how good they have been and how good they should be this year. And, of course, they're coming out of the ACC, so they should be able to run the table almost, at least in conference play. And, of course, they got a big game at Notre Dame to look for forward to but Clemson making the playoff feels almost automatic although we've said that about Alabama for a while and last year we finally saw that streak end but speaking of Alabama they've got four to five odds to make the college football playoff the highest odds or the best odds out of all the SEC teams on this list the team with the second best odds to make the playoff is Ohio State at two to three uh, and that doesn't Surprise me. I think Ohio State has certainly earned that reputation and they should be once again be very good. I still think they're going to be the team to beat in the Big Ten. But moving down the list, Oklahoma, who has made it a pretty annual tradition to be in the playoff and lose. Uh, they are five to four to get into the college football playoff. Again, coming out of the Big 12 makes sense. They should still be the top team in that Big 12 conference. Uh, we'll see what Texas can uh, put up a fight. We'll see if Baylor has uh, given some of the changes they have. But Oklahoma has the fourth best odds to make the college football playoff according to bet online as of on thursday so if you could just go simply by the odds the teams with the four best odds are clemson ohio state alabama and oklahoma 
seems like a pretty logical college football playoff field. Uh, coming in just after Oklahoma and missing the cut is Georgia at three to two, defending national champion LSU at two to one odds, followed by Notre Dame at eleven to four. And you know Notre Dame is always one of those teams that's going to have better odds than a lot of schools just because they are Notre Dame. Notre Dame should be a pretty decent team once again this year. Again, they will have to get by Clemson. And if they lose to Clemson, that doesn't necessarily eliminate them if Notre Dame wins all their other games. So just to keep an eye on the Irish once again, they could very well play themselves in that playoff conversation coming in towards the end of October when the playoff rankings are really starting to heat up. After Notre Dame, it is Florida at 7-2, Texas at 4-1, to and Texas A&M at 4-1. to Followed by Auburn at 5-1 and Oregon at 5-1. You're defending Pac-12 champions. Then you got your Penn State Nittany Lions with the second best odds out of all Big Ten teams coming in at 6-1. Still pretty decent odds as far as I'm concerned uh, going into the season. They are just ahead of Michigan who has 13-2 odds according to Bet Online. Teams with 10-1 odds are Washington and Wisconsin. 14-1 odds go to Florida State, Oklahoma State, in Tennessee and Utah. Now, 14-1 for Tennessee and 14-1 for Florida State. I think that is wildly optimistic. Uh, same for Oklahoma State, although probably not as much considering it's coming out of the Big 12. But you know, did anyone see Florida State? I don't think Mike Norvell is going to turn things around that quickly. And Tennessee, um, I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, Utah at 14-1. Obviously, Utah just missed the playoff last year. Really blew their chance in that Pac-12 championship game by losing to Oregon. Uh, but they have 14 to 1 odds as well. A couple teams with 16 to 1 odds. How about the Miami Hurricanes and the Minnesota Golden Gophers? Minnesota had a really good year last year, and you know they could easily, I shouldn't say easily, play themselves into the Big Ten Championship. But getting to the Big Ten Championship game, not at all off the table, I think, for Minnesota. Uh, I'll have to look at their schedule later, but they should certainly be a contender in that Big Ten West. And hey, if you get into the Big Ten title game and you're going up against Ohio State or Penn State, you win that game, you know, we could have that conversation for sure. Uh, so they would certainly be at least on the radar uh, if that scenario plays out for them. Iowa State at 20 to 1, Nebraska at 21. Nebraska is another team that's always going to get lofty odds because a lot of people will bet on uh, programs like that. But again, coming out of the Big Ten West, I think people are expecting that Scott Frost is going to take a few more steps forward with this program. And I do genuinely believe that. I still think it's going to be tough for them to get to the Big Ten title game, let alone win it. But Nebraska is always going to get uh, pretty optimistic odds compared to some other teams just based on their reputation. It's kind of like the Notre Dame and the Miami, and in, in this case, the Florida State situation. But Nebraska at 20 to 1, Iowa State at 21, and the Iowa Hawkeyes, the last team getting odds from Bet Online right now at 25 to 1. So there you have it. Penn State has 6 to 1 odds to get into the college football playoff, according to the latest odds from Bet Online. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Nittany Lions is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Penn State fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, but a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Penn State fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially in times like now. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. 
We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you. Over the past week, we found reasons to be nice to every team in the Big Ten West. So I figure the only natural thing to do now that we've covered every team in that division is to shift our focus over to the Big Ten East and take a look at the teams that are in Penn State's division. And yeah, we're going to say some nice things about every one of them too, including Michigan and Ohio State. But we'll hold off until next week. We we'll, might need a little bit more time to really figure out what we're going to say there. But let's start with this uh look at the Big Ten East by taking a look at the Indiana Hoosiers. Now, Indiana is, uh, they're, in a, they're an interesting program, I should say. And, you know, Tom Allen, I think, is a, a, a feisty guy. I think he is really good at drumming up some excitement uh, and, uh, you know, adrenaline. Gets, he, he, he gets his players. He, he finds a way to connect with his players, and they certainly play for him. He's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of emotion. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. And, you know, probably gets get a little carried away sometimes when things aren't going his way. And it, to me, it doesn't really look great on TV. But, you know, if the players buy into it and they're not being told, sold off by it or turned off by it, then, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. And I got to say, Tom Allen, uh, he is a fighter, you know, and the fact that he puts so much emotion into what he's doing at Indiana, I think is a big reason why you see a lot of players that suit up in an Indiana uniform, why they're excited to play and why they go out and compete, because he's going to have their back and, you know, through thick and thin, you know, if things don't go well, he's going to be animated about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh, showing anybody off. I think he's really just kind of going to bat and fighting for his players whenever he feels the need to do so. So say what you will about that. I do feel like that is something that resonates with the players he has to work with. And Indiana obviously is more of a basketball school, not necessarily known for their football. But there's just something about Indiana that gives some teams the fits. Now, Penn State has had some close calls with Indiana since they joined the Big Ten. You know, Michigan has had a, a good number of battles with Indiana. Ohio State has had a couple close calls as well. So there's just something about Indiana where they don't necessarily get over that hump, but they will make you fight for 60 minutes. And I think that is a true testament to any program. And I think, you know, if they have a few more talented players, maybe they get a couple of those wins to really shake things up in this Big Ten East. But as it stands right now, uh, going into this upcoming season, you know, having a healthy quarterback in Michael Panix Jr., I think it would be certainly help their cause uh, because he does mix up the offense a little bit. And I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Again, he has to stay healthy. And that's the biggest problem that I think he uh, Indiana has typically had with some quarterbacks. You know, obviously they're losing Peyton Ramsey, who's actually graduate transferring over to Northwestern. I forget if I mentioned that, but uh, you know, so the the quarterback situation is pretty situated. If Michael Penix Jr. is healthy. And if he is, I think Indiana is going to have a pretty fun offense to watch. And that's what you can say about Indiana. They can score some points. They can move the football. Um, you know, Obviously, a couple years ago when they were in Happy Valley, they were a little beat up. They weren't necessarily the same kind of Indiana offensive team that I think a lot of people were anticipating seeing. But they still find ways to give Penn State the fit sometimes. So we'll see what's in store this upcoming season. Again, Penn State should have a talent advantage. But there's something, there's something about the way Tom Allen coaches that Indiana team that that works it resonates and that to me is a big testament to any coach that's out there if you find find ways to get your players to play uh and and push some of these more talented teams to the edge then you're doing something right 
And if you have a little bit more to work with, maybe you get some of those wins to go your way. Indiana finally got over that hurdle that was keeping out of the bowl season last year, and they nearly pulled off their uh, rare bowl victory uh, last year before it just all imploded on them. Uh, What was that, against Tennessee of all teams? So uh, that was an unfortunate way to end their season, but they did get to a bowl game. They did get to experience that atmosphere and that environment and go through that routine, and now it's all about taking those next steps, getting back to a bowl game, for in back-to-back seasons, winning a bowl game. Uh, that, to me, is certainly an attainable goal for Tom Allen in Indiana, and I look forward to seeing if they can pull that off this upcoming season. Well, folks, that's going to put a wrap on this episode, and another week of podcasts is now officially in the books. Thank you so much for tuning in throughout the week. I know your schedules may be a little hectic right now. Everything's way off, out of whack right now. I totally get that. I totally understand that. That's why I'm going through this with you, and I'm going to appreciate every time you get a chance to listen to this podcast, and we just want to try and keep you company during whatever you may be going through right now. Uh, Believe me, i got my own stuff going on, but I'm going to try and have these podcasts here for you on a regular basis, continuing moving forward. We will be adjusting the schedule next week. I'll have some more information on that when we get started next week. Uh, We will continue our saying nice things about the Big Ten team series uh, moving forward, but I want to make sure you never miss a single episode whenever we get them to go live by hitting that subscribe button on whatever it is you use to listen to podcasts such as iTunes or Spotify. Whatever you're using, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us out a tremendous amount with the placement on those various podcasting apps. And we do want to hear what you have to say about the podcast, positive or negative. What do you like? What do you don't like? What do you think we should do better? What do you think we can do? We do have some things that are coming in the pipeline very soon, so I'm very excited about the future of this podcast. So stick with us. We'll continue the Penn State conversation moving forward. We also want you to be a part of the show, so make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. We'll incorporate them into the next episode. And, of course, you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com, and then search for LockedOnNittany Lines. And we are going to have so many things coming up for you on the podcast. I can't wait to get started with a new month just around the corner. I'm Kevin McGuire. Give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB and check out my national college football coverage over on NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. And I also do some things for AthlonSports.com. We will have some things coming up for you, I think, pretty soon. So just hang in there. I know the sports world is in chaos right now. Not a lot going on. Nothing really to look forward to. We're all kind of guessing when everything is going to get back to normal. But rest assured, we'll have this podcast. We'll keep that conversation going. We'll try to take your mind off of everything that's going on off the field as well. Then, again, that is it for this week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Be healthy. Uh, you know, Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Check in on your neighbors. Check in on whoever you need to. Uh, keep that social distance going. We're going to get through this all together, guys. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when we can have some more things like sports to look forward to. Uh, but for right now, we got to do what we got to do. So go ahead and enjoy your weekend, but do so responsibly. And if you do, I'll be back on Monday to talk some more Penn State with you on the podcast. I also want to make sure if you're looking for an NFL draft buzz, go ahead and check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Great insight into the NFL draft ongoing as we lead up to the NFL draft, which will be taking place as scheduled April 23rd to 25th. So now's a good time to subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I'm Kevin McGuire. Thank you for listening to Locked On Nittany Lions. Have a great weekend. I'll see you again on Monday. 